りつける重たいさダメの石にまるで押しつぶされて<laughs> all right. Welcome everyone to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four bowling ball nerds. For all of you bowling ball nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about Gold Di- Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the so best hard. one yet. You guys, Joe's Bizarre Gold Golden Win, episode 15, <laughs> The Grateful Dead Part oh, 1. Good boy! Oh, you did it. You got <laughs> across that it. line. <laughs> we do a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Watch Along podcast, watch each and every episode of the show. God, we've done 130 something episodes of this, and I still can't get the opening down. <laughs> You were real Watch. good there for a while, and then <laughs> yeah. you just tanked. everyone. Uh, we you watch each and every episode. We make jokes about it. Oh, or God, I just got really why you called us bowling ball nerds. You motherfucker. <laughs> I don't remember see, why it's bowling ball nerds. See if you can spot the bowling ball. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't remember the bowling ball. It's oh. Mista's head. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck! So this episode starts literally the same way the last episode started, to where I thought I had the wrong episode open. Me too. <laughs> why? Why is it a word f- like scene for scene recap of Abakio <laughs> looking at a key? <laughs> oh, you know, we have to reuse this scene because there was real budget constraints this season. <laughs> we gotta re-release some footage. But these episodes are gorgeous. Like in the background, you can see telephone poles going past the train car. Look, we've it's... had that technology for decades, Joey. Like almost a century by now. I, uh, that, that one's I'm at least sure. easy. <laughs> I mean, and still, most shows wouldn't do that. Like <laughs> these. Okay, so the episode starts, and you know what? This is gonna. We're, this is just gonna be two episodes of gushing at this point. Three yeah. episodes now. What is it? Favorite stand fight. This oh, this is. These are down. so good. The, like these the, episodes are just beyond beyond good. What? Why? Why do you do this, Araki? Why can't you always be this good? I don't know <laughs> so much. Like, why can't like? Can, can we either only get dumbass shit or only get good? Like, please, I I can't keep doing this whiplash. The whiplash is part of the Araki experience. I don't want JoJo without the whiplash. We go straight from the Wham fight and sh- into Wired Vec Victor. That's how it works. <laughs> we go straight from Man in the Mirror to a fishing pole. That's it. God. And you're going to like it. And you're going to love it. And we're going to love it. Like you're it. absolutely fucking right. And then we go into baby face. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that the, the next episode. <laughs> Oh, man. I fucking uh, love Pesci. <laughs> Pesci's a good Vic- boy. Victor, did you imagine for a second you would like Pesci as much as you do? The, no. No, not at all. Like, even by the, the, like, midway point of last episode, I was not... I would not have been convinced that he was going to be as good as he is in these three episodes. Like... <laughs> These two are just the best stand users this season. Prosciutto and Pesci are a fucking bear. Uh, what a duo. Uh, so we start out with Mista, you know, 
I'm just gonna put in the mummy drop again, just so we have a round no, six why, times. Why, why, do, why do you hate me? So I can just leave the podcast if you don't want me here. <laughs> that that scene is why I hate bugs. <laughs> that is the origin of that phobia. I don't I don't need that scene to hate bugs. <laughs> you don't have to wake up every day and go, huh? I bet I could traumatize Tim again today. <laughs> Tim, if it makes you feel any better, it also traumatizes me to see something moving under the flesh like that. It's really terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Nope. And this it's, it's, fish hook and, and fishing wire under the skin is very unsettling. <laughs> makes me crawl a little bit. Yeah, a lot of bit. It's it's good. Um, it's I terrible, love but it's good. That Mista's immediate reaction is to shoot the fishing line. Uh, yeah, on the ball. When you have uh, a gun. also right on the mark. Like that's a <laughs> yep. that's a hard shot. He like he's he not really looking down angry. the barrel. <laughs> Mista's a good shot. We've established this. And even if he wasn't, he has six little dudes that are. <laughs> uh, this is where it establishes um, any damage you do to the fishing line. Like it sends back at you or something oh. like that. I don't know. So this is where Jorno's ability went. It's just that the impact travels up the line to the hooked victim. Yeah. Which is, okay, that, that's kind of cool. There's not a lot of counterplay to this stand, but still, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I mean, the we counterplay used... is to just, like, shoot Pesci. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is surprisingly hard to do when he's behind several walls. <laughs> I mean, for some people, it's hard to do. This man can sense your body. He can sense bodies and body parts through walls with his fishing line with astounding accuracy. And I, you I can like just it. sit in a safety several cars away. This is a pretty, this is a very effective stand and in a very effective arena for him. Yeah, yeah, this is a very well set up fight. You know what this reminds me of, honestly? A bit of like Nadul, where he's like, oh, I can feel it. He's got a gun. That must be Mista, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the very Nadul fight. Yeah, I can see it. That, that was a good fight, too. Yeah. God, because we just get so much screen time of Feshi and Pursuit of these episodes. And it, as we've discovered, just villain perspective episodes are universally the best episodes. <laughs> just They're always very good. I mean, our heroes are not very deep. <laughs> so changing <laughs> perspective is usually good. <laughs> I like... um. How Mista uses his stand a lot. Like he just shoots uh, a couple of his uh, little boys uh, into the other room to kind of like recon for him. Did we talk about him shooting them into his shoulder first? Oh, right. <laughs> God, like good. Yeah. Like Mista's fucking hardcore shoots himself <laughs> in the shoulder. I don't think that was necessary to get sex pistols inside of him, but good for you, Mista. <laughs> yeah, I didn't oh, think about it. 
uh, unfortunately, Sex Pistols is just, they're made for kicking bullets. They're not made for, for pulling on other stands. If only they I, had kicked the stand. My favorite part <laughs> of him shooting the bullet into himself to get Sex Pistols in is I see these little dudes with the bullet, and I see one kick the bullet away as he goes for the, 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 <laughs> for the hook inside of me. Stud. I'm like, it's, you want to keep a hold of that bullet just just for me? <laughs> just to make sure it doesn't get anywhere it doesn't need to be oh it's now in the meat zone now wherever they are <laughs> it's just an, an empty space with a fish hook veins and sex pistols and now I'm, just a gonna, bullet. I'm just gonna ghost ride this bullet it'll be fine i didn't notice that i assume misa just knew where to shoot himself to get the through and through <laughs> no, bullet's still there. the fish is in there and in fact, like they write it down, like it's slowly falling. I don't know. <laughs> that is really worrying. Right? Oh no! <laughs> don't worry. They slowed it down so it won't just murder him. But like now, he has a bullet in him forever. Uh, it's just a spare for when he really needs it. <laughs> God, that would be a fucking cool point, like plot point. If needs to like has sex pistols kick the bullet out of his chest like <laughs> using the shrapnel as ammo. Ooh, don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So uh Pesci got himself a big one. And he's yeah. hauling it in. <laughs> don't lose it. Catch. Don't let the line break. I don't think that's a problem. Um, <laughs> you go ahead. No, you go ahead. The music that plays when, like you said, Grant, he just starts firing sex pistols out to start working as spotters. This is just a really cool sex pistol scene. I love yeah. sex pistols. It's such a good stand. It's so versatile. Yeah. There's just <laughs> six of them and they can talk and scream. I like how um, like he just fires off a few rounds and Pesci is just like, ha, you idiot, like, you, you missed every shot. And it turns out the... the uh, these little boys were attacking the glass of ice. Uh, yeah. I, I still think he probably should have just shot Pesci. Yeah, you probably should have just <laughs> shot the stand user, but like you don't know what else he can do. Yeah, maybe he can block bullets. Like, stands only try. have one power. <laughs> yeah, but all of them seem to be able to, like, even the dumb ones can block bullets sometimes. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know we say that a gun answers all stands, but, like, <laughs> would you have been surprised at all if Pesci had started whipping that fishing rod around, knocking bullets out of the air? No, no, no. I would not have. <laughs> Uh, but one of the important uh, parts of destroying this ice, this glass of ice, is Pesci freaks out and loses track of his stand um, while he goes to scoop ice off uh, uh, up off the floor. I like it. Pesci's like a fucking Mamoni. And he's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> and, like, has me to dead to rights. <laughs> he lacks resolve, Joey. You're right. God, I hope he learns that in the next episode. <laughs> How surprised would that make us? Yeah, so surprised. <laughs> I'm trying to understand what the point of um, him running away and stumbling into uh, uh, old Prosciutto is. Oh, Prosciutto's stopping him from running so that he can, like, get the drop on Mista. <laughs> so yeah. Prosciutto is just chilling in this cart. God. Old as fuck. Just chilling in a in a seat, pretending to be as old as fu- fucking possible. So, fun fact: uh, 
Acacia actually caught it immediately. Uh, uh-huh. I did not. Yeah, because nobody wears this. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just like that was that was the other guy, right? Like unless somebody else has that dumbass hairstyle. <laughs> I mean, not many people wear spider striped pants. <laughs> <laughs> he does take his jacket off for this disguise, so there's that. Oh, which per- is perfect his resolve. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was still wearing the jacket? He would age faster than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I don't think it works on him. No, this is like, this, <laughs> this is part is of his choice. power. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, but Pesci doesn't recognize him and gets <laughs> shot in the process. Oh, they, yeah. Misa fucking takes a finger <laughs> off of him. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's God. just like, that's, why? why? I would have assumed that. To your, to your sweet boy. Well, because he's A, got to teach him a lesson about, like, Pesci, you had him fucking dead to rights. And B, if he leaves the room, they can't double-team Mista. Sexy. He's got to get the drop on him. Don't we all want to double-team Mista? Oh, yeah. And then right. Sex Pistols is like, we got his hand! We got his hand! Come on! Yahoo! Danny Nature! Hayek Mista, and reloads <laughs> by dumping all the bullets out of his hat into his revolver. That's just how he does it. It's just Suspen- how he does it, and he's very good at it. Means Sus- to get a speed loader. <laughs> no, fuck. He does he's got sex really cool. to load for him. This isn't Triga. Or what was that one where the girl did it out of her tits? What am I thinking of? Oh my god. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, was it high school? Grenadier? That sounds right. Why do I know that? This has been trash anime from the 90s. <laughs> Time for podcast We really missed the oppor- uh, opportunity here by having like a boob window and it having it come out of his man cleavage. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just... No, 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 no. He just keeps extra bullets between his ass cheeks, just clenched tight <laughs> all the time. <laughs> just imagining fucking twerking the bullets into his gun. Thank just imagine you, it had it creased <laughs> under his, his pet. Did you determine what anime this is from? Uh, Joey was right. Oh, I knew he, I knew he was right immediately. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's right. <laughs> Boy, that was probably something I got off of like LimeWire. <laughs> God, yeah, it's it, it's old from the long, long ago, and not good. Oh, so, n- oh no! I want to oh. camp out. Oh God damn! Oh no! Here's a different gif of it, of just the the bullets coming out of the titties. <laughs> oh and the, wow! Her bouncing them off of the her collarbone into her gun. <laughs> You know, I'm back on board again. (laughs) The 90s were wild, man. Exquisitely animated. (laughs) This is where our budget was in the 90s. It was all about the tits. It's still there today. (laughs) It just shows that the same trash shows we watch nowadays have a long and storied history, a legacy that they've inherited. You know, sometimes, you know, things things are popular for a reason, and and that reason is usually tits. Yeah. (laughs) Titties. Uh, anyway, so this JoJo podcast, which does not feature that. I, <laughs> a disturbing lack of tits. Yeah. <sighs> Refreshing I, lack of tits. Oh. I, I like how you how you repackaged that for me. <laughs> Cognitive restructure. Uh, so it's working. Mis- <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Goes to uh, interrogate 
the wounded Pesci and uh, gets a face full of prosciutto. Just a... Mm. I also frequently have a face full of prosciutto. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Relatable. I, I want to camp out for just a moment on just... Pesci's voice actor is doing a fucking A-plus job here. His screams, just the way he talks. And I don't want to make this a subs versus dubs thing, but I have the opportunity to catch both sides of this whenever I'm editing. And... I just love when I get a Japanese voice actor like this that is just 11 out of 10. Like, just the way he's screaming, I'm being a bro! Ah! Get the frick away, you freak! Ah! What are you doing? It is you! I mean, I knew it was, but wow! You never fail to impress, big bro! And it just never quite compares when I swap over to the English one. Really going ham on it. Yeah. It's so good. He's committed. Committed to the bit. Mm-hmm. He, he sounds like a real Mamone. <laughs> sounds like a real Mamone. Like, you can hear his voice and you're like, that's a fucking Mamone. <laughs> True. I just don't like dubs mostly because I can always hear the seams, you know, where things like just didn't quite line up in the yeah. localization. It's like, people don't talk. That's not a normal english-speaking cadence like it's <laughs> yeah, it tends so, to not bother me too badly either way look i got to hear jotaro say it's high noon if this were the wild west the hero would say it's high noon <laughs> <laughs> so so dubs are valid you're right they're valid i just sometimes wish they were more enthusiastic <laughs> More insane. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having fun on this recording. I want to have en- 100- 110%. Speaking of enthusiastic, let's go back to the visuals here because Mista is, is telling Pesci exactly how long he has to answer his next question. And look at that pose he's striking. I know. <laughs> what a fucking pose. He can't help himself. Powerful. <laughs> I, he's got ass out. He's popping oh. Is Pesci wearing a leotard under his fur coat? Yes. He's 100% yes, he wearing is. a leotard. It is a skin-tight unitard. Um, if you look closely, there's some bulge there. Oh, I look closely. You don't have to worry. It's like his head goes all the way down. <laughs> don't like that. Do the carpets match the drapes? Oh, yeah, it's no. just another Pesci head with... <laughs> 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 the weird green hair sprouts. <laughs> but it comes from the tip. Oh, no! no! <laughs> Get that checked! <laughs> he needs to see a doctor. <laughs> he needs a doctor so badly. <laughs> this is a birth defect. <laughs> just like how long has your neck been like this why does it make that noise <laughs> it shouldn't oh, sound God. like latex he oh, swallowed God. a lot of balloons in his day <laughs> it makes that sound when he gets an erection right yes no. <laughs> he's never had an erection he's always gloved up <laughs> So do you, do you put a condom on that or? No, you, you just, just fold, what does he need? Protect? You fold it over at the top. 
Okay. All right. So uh, Prosciutto gets the drop on Mista. Mista really needs to have less trigger discipline here. <laughs> like, he does yeah. not fire fast enough. <laughs> I mean, you see the chamber spin. He's pulling the trigger. <laughs> Why didn't this work? Mista! Mista! Shoot old people, yeah. Mista! Yeah, so Prosciutto grabs onto Mista and, like, it is stand power works super fast this way. Turns them into beef jerky. It makes uh, Mista a nice, uh, yeah, shriveled husk, beef jerky, if you will. Mm-hmm. Raising the like def- the, the like husks of sex pistol falling around him. It's so sad. Oh. It's so sad. My sweet the, boys. Poor boys. Just like they got Mista, and th- this scene here with prosciutto and Pesci gives me life. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, we were kind of referencing it last episode. <laughs> just him, just like kicking him. <laughs> I like the effect of uh, prosciutto, uh, like de aging. He just kind of like <laughs> tilts his head to the camera and he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking sexy again." <laughs> Way better than Naranja de aging, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a certain <laughs> style of bad. We didn't take <laughs> off the top layer, and he was instantly better. <laughs> Uh, he just starts kicking the shit out of Pesci because, like, he's being a real Mamone. You, you had him. Your stand was inside of him, Pesci. He could have killed him and you then were gotten ice. Literally steps away from killing him, like seconds away. But then he, then he pulls him up and he's like, "Look, Pesci, my sweet boys." He just starts rubbing his hands all over them. <laughs> just understand you scared. His neck. But I see something great in you. Any other person on this team, they would have already been dead. We'd lose even a limb to murder a random stranger for money. But you, Pesci. <laughs> you guys are really saying you wouldn't, like, be so tempted to caress somebody's neck who makes rubber sounds whenever No, no we've had this discussion. I know wet. we had this discussion, but I don't believe you. He's really wet right now, Grant. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> wet rubber sounds. Just the sounds it makes as he's rubbing it. <laughs> God. Um, so, uh, this is where Prashuda just <laughs> completely ices Mista. Yes! Oh, like, fucking stone cold, right? Three shots in the head. Ugh. Takes his gun. Fuck. It turns him into a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> All the blood comes out of him, and Mista is super dead. Super dead. Stand stand smoke comes out. Smoke. Uh, and we know Stan Smoke is a hundred percent failsafe, hundred percent accurate every time. Mm-hmm. It's never it's lied to us before. Never been wrong. Spoiler alerts for this episode and the next one, everyone, because I feel like we got to discuss this here, right? Yeah. yeah, sure. The ultimate fate of Guido Mista. Victor, tell me, did you think Mister was dead? I actually think that Iraqi had just abdulled us here. Yes. Turns out he did just have all this, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this got me too. I thought he was actually dead. I was yeah, like, it's very Holy effective. shit! Why on earth wouldn't I think he was dead? Hey, when somebody gets shot three smoke. times in the head, you, you typically see, believe they're dead. See, 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 see. But 
What really makes this great is that when we we find out that Beast is not dead, I'm actually like really happy about the way Iraqi did it. <laughs> yeah, it's because like, his it feels uh, so sex good. pistols. It feels so good. Bolts. Like a good boy, I blocked all three pistols for you. all shots for you, Beaster. It's, it's number five, and he's crying because Beaster's still dying. He, like, yeah. stopped the bullets, but... It's uh. like, and, he's, and he's like, I already sent number six to Mucciarati to, to with the, some ice. <laughs> sweet, sweet boys. And just seeing our sweet boy crying over Mista as the smoke stands smoke leaves his body. It's uh, this is an affecting scene. It's we good. It's very powerful. Mista, Daddy, I get you. God, Iraqi, why are you capable of this? This season shows you are capable of this. David <laughs> Productions, how are you spinning this gold? <laughs> Just <sighs> this is why I like JoJo. Uh, there's so much pathos <laughs> to these small bullet boys. Bullet <laughs> gremlins. I know. So Victor, prosciutto stand. The thankful, thankful death. death. <laughs> the thankful <laughs> dead. Why? Thank you very much. Oh, that's a music reference, ain't it? The Grateful Dead. Uh, time to time to really show the biggest hole in my classic rock knowledge, I guess. What, you're not a deadhead? No. Deadhead? No. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by what fan, like stands of bands call themselves. Yeah, that is an interesting point. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know how any why is it parrot heads? Yeah, I don't know. Because like, they're it, living on no island time, my dude. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, where this week we'll be trucking right along with a segment on the godfathers of all jam bands, the Grateful Dead. I understand that some of our less classic rock-inclined listeners may not even know what a jam band is, but don't worry, we'll get there. The Grateful Dead was born out of a jug band in the San Francisco area known as Mother McCree's Uptown Jug Champions. Oh, you, you don't know what a jug band is either. Okay, well, a jug band is, as the name implies, a kind of traditional folk-ish music act that utilizes the kind of homemade instruments you associate with hillbillies, like literally blowing into a jug, or tapping washboards, or clinking spoons. Hopefully that conjures a kind of loose, just-out-here-having-a-good-time kind of energy in your mind, because that's exactly how you should picture the Grateful Dead. Most of the core members of the band played together in Mother McCree's, and they formed a more conventional rock band in the mid-60s called The Warlocks, before they realized that name was already taken and became the Grateful Dead. The band was primarily comprised of lead guitarist Jerry Garcia, rhythm guitarist Bob Weir, bassist Phil Lesh, drummer Bill Kreutzmann, second drummer Mickey Hart, and songwriter Robert Hunt, all of whom basically stayed as part of the band for its entire existence. 
and keyboardist Ron McKernan, who unfortunately died in 1973. The key part of the band's early chapters is that they were playing shows in Bay Area clubs and bars like every goddamn night, including a steady five-night-a-week gig at one place that lasted six weeks. As you might imagine, playing that many shows on such a packed schedule makes a band pretty well practiced, and it usually leads to a lot of improvisation if there wasn't some already. You can't expect the regulars to listen to the same exact set list night after night, and the band would get pretty tired of playing it anyway. So I'm not saying that in 1965 they were already doing what they would eventually be famous for, because I certainly don't know that for sure, but I am saying that you can see their roots and how they would end up where they did. The Grateful Dead quickly became associated with the burgeoning counterculture movement of the late 60s, performing at early hippie festivals and using psychedelic drugs. Soon after the release of their first album in 1967, they went on tour and... kinda never stopped. Over the course of the band's 30 years active, from their formation in 1965 to Jerry Garcia's death in 1995, the band played over 2,300 shows, which is an average of like one show every five days for three decades. But this was what the fans really wanted, because, as I said at the top of the segment, the Grateful Dead were one of the original jam bands. They would get out on stage and just jam for however long they felt like playing, making up extra parts as they went. Even if they played the same set list and back-to-back shows, which may have never even happened since they didn't rehearse actual set lists, the songs could sound totally different based on which performance you caught. Now, this wasn't a unique feature of the Grateful Dead, of course. There were other jam bands in the 60s and 70s, including Cream and the Allman Brothers Band, just to name a couple. But few were as long-enduring as Garcia and company, and certainly none inspired the kind of devotion from their fans that the Grateful Dead had. Their fans, known as Deadheads, became something of a cultural movement themselves, as legions of them would follow the group from show to show and turn each concert venue into something of a mini-festival, with people selling everything from custom shirts to prepared food, and, of course, trading taped concerts. Numerous fans at basically every show would record the performance, because that concert would essentially be one of a kind, and fans bootlegging it might be the only way to ever relive a particular experience. There are known to be recordings of over 2,000 of the band's shows, and the tapes were reproduced and traded among deadheads on a massive scale. And the band, hippies that they were, freely encouraged this. It certainly never seemed to hurt the attendance at their always sold out shows. If anything, the tape exchange probably helped. With as revered and enduring a legacy as the dead have, you might think that they were also big radio successes, but that's kind of missing the point. The magic happened more on stage than it did in the studio. The band only ever had one top 40 single in their career, and it came off the only one of their albums to crack the top 10. That would be Touch of Grey from 1987's In the Dark. It's easily their most radio-friendly song, and perhaps not coincidentally, it's easily my favorite of their songs. So we're going to head back into the show on it, and maybe I'll eat some expensive ice cream this week in tribute.
<laughs> I'll be grateful when Prosciutto's dead. Oh, okay. Why? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No right. one would recognize a single Grateful Dead lyric. Look, I'll accept it. <laughs> I mean, mostly I, I won't because it's not true. I want Prosciutto to live on forever. Why can't he be the new main character? Him and Pesci <laughs> against the world. Uh, I keep telling you, Prosciutto is a bad Dom. He's a good Dom. He just wants Pesci to be the best he can. It's true. He's building him up. He it's still his... a way healthier relationship than Aranja and Vuko. <laughs> wants his dear sweet rubber boy to be a rubber man. <laughs> <laughs> I am okay, you're right, Tim. <laughs> Grant convinced me. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> oh, no, no. That's just going to be the episode title and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just going to kill me there. <laughs> Look, I I feel I feel good. Like, I, I feel like I'm right. I'm correct. No, you're right. It's such it's just when you when you say it, it's staring you in the face like that. It just took my breath away. It's like, especially like cause, especially because I'm paused on like this scene of of prosciutto a little later with with prosciutto's forehead right up against Pesci's. He's holding him by the neck against. I believe in you. <laughs> I'm paused at 13 minutes on the dot. Like I, I, it's a little later than we were, but like it's so sweet. It's like he's about to kiss him on the forehead. <sighs> and it's just such a fucking sad scene as Bucarati's like, "Don't worry, Mista will get them." As they look up, and it cuts over to Mista smoking <laughs> corpse. <laughs> and like, uh, dear God, it's so fucking savage. Because yeah, it's like you see the stain smoke coming off of his body and his dead eyes. It's just so sad. And three Mista! goddamn holes in his head. Mista! Everybody's just like patiently sitting in the turtle room waiting for Mista to deal with the, the, the problem, and it's just not happening. And Trish is trying to keep Narancho alive, and Bruno's just like, no, 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 no. Let him die. <laughs> We're here <laughs> for you. Likes him anyway. <laughs> He's kind of a gremlin. <laughs> but you need to save the ice for yourself. So Master Detective Prosciutto here starts giving his rundown of the situation while lovingly caressing Pesci's neckhead. If you really put your mind to it, Beach Boy is unbeatable. Tell me again, Pesci, what did you see in here? Yeah. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Don't you I have total confidence in you. Have confidence in your ability. Pesci, don't believe in yourself. Believe in me. Believe in you. Who believes in your stand? Yeah. <laughs> think. Think hard. I need to start thinking in four dimensions to find them. <laughs> you sensed a presence earlier that was extremely suspicious, and all the while he's caressing his face. It's just such a... I, it, it's upsetting, but I like it so much. 
Oh, they find the turtle. Yep, they found the turtle. He destroys, like, the whole front of the car. <laughs> Knocks over the seat, busts open a wall. But yeah, he finds a turtle. And he's like, wait a second. B- brother, someone's missing from inside the turtle. <laughs> and we cut over to Mista, and we see the bullets come popping out. And number five, Mista! Please, please get and you said he never says Mista. Between You're right, the, like, I was wrong. between number five saying all this stuff so sad, and then the music, and and Mista just like trailing that stand smoke. It's just like fuck. This really got me. <sighs> and it cuts over to Bruno, who comes out of the fucking ceiling, because Mista has a long range stand that can talk. Yeah. So six went to go get one of them. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is fair. Very uh, good. And, and Bruno gets the drop on him. And one ice cube held to his temple is enough to keep him from aging. <laughs> like, I, Keeping him they sharp. Get, they really lose the plot on uh, how the Grateful Dead actually works. <laughs> because Pesci no longer bothers with ice at all for the rest of these two episodes. <laughs> he doesn't age they, a second. I think they show him with ice in his mouth next episode. No, they did it this episode. They don't do it next episode. They don't uh. bother. <laughs> uh, but we get... A fight where Six kind of narrates what Bruno's doing. And this is just a really fucking good stand fight. It's Bruno versus Prosciutto. Grateful Dead versus Sticky Fingers. I love it. And I love oh, how yeah. much Sticky Fingers we get here. It's so satisfying. He's, it's still my favorite stand. The still, power of zippers will never get old on me. Really this stand is so good. Like I, it, it, everything that happens in this fight from here to the end of it, next episode, everything Butcherati does is so good. He never goes beyond what you think his stand should be able to do. No, it, he doesn't. It's so amazing. Uh, now I am like the possibly the most impressive thing that happens in this fight, though, is when Prosciutto says, "Pesci, what are you doing?" Get the turtle. And <laughs> Bruno comes out of the ceiling, lands, and, like, fucking super kicks him in a frog pose. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Bruno would still him be a bad bitch without and... a fucking stand. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a goddamn enforcer. He'd be hurting people for the mafia. <laughs> I like that he grazes uh, Prosciutto's chin, and his chin turns into a zipper. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Oh, just it just cuts out. Now get in Six there. Six is like, don't let him touch you. And we get the, like, pinball noises <laughs> that Sticky Finger makes. Um, God. they start throwing, like, blows back and back, uh, about, like, back and forth, and uh, Bucciarati unzips his head to dodge a punch. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. so good. <laughs> it seems so excessive. <laughs> it's so good, though. Like... It's like, I got you now, Bukharati. <laughs> I, this is the point where Bruno starts opening up zippers himself. Like, Sticky Fingers creates the zippers, but he's able to interact with them. 
for some reason. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? But like, <laughs> I, I think it's very cool. I, 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 there's a, a really, really blurry line of is the stand a separate entity or is is the stand part of you always? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like their stand ability they can use by like themselves too. It seems consistent with what we've seen in the past, I think. See, Tim, the zippers are a metaphor. What are they a metaphor for? Zippers. Do I really have to explain it to you? <laughs> yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it means much more if you come to the right answer on your own. No, he's listening. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I want to know See, too, Joey. Yeah. Look, zippers and unzipping and rezipping, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's... A metaphor, or sometimes a simile, I suppose. Are you saying that whenever God closes a door, he opens a window? <laughs> no, whenever God opens a, uh, closes a door, he unzips, he unzips his pants. zipper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so... Uh, fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, this is stupid. I this wasn't participating in that shit. <laughs> I'm watching a sweet ass stand fight. <laughs> it's a really good stand fight. Because Brashida's like, ah, you may have gotten me, Bruno, but I bet you're overheating now. Yeah, you really overexerted yourself, and you just see, like, <laughs> Brashida just start aging rapidly. He's got oh, all these before. knobbly knees. Oh. <laughs> this number six comes out from behind his hair with the ice cube, and he's like, it's not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's real good. And Grateful Dead gets a hold of <laughs> Sticky Fingers. And he's like, your failure is a capo. You were supposed to protect the girl at all costs. But here, what are you doing out here? And he's like, no, I'm going to protect her and my crew. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so here for it. Yeah. And he unzips the train car, grabs onto Prosciutto, and leaps out. It's so good. I just, by the way, if you go to 21 minutes, uh, I just want to point out, like, this is, again, the whole blurred lines thing. There's a shot overlaid of Grateful Dead grabbing onto Zipperman's arm, and also Prosciutto is grabbed onto Bucciarati's arm as well. So, like, was the stand punching or was Bruno punching? Like, it's it's both. It's it's, neither. The, The stands are psychic powers. No. That's what they're a metaphor for psychic powers. There you go. Thank you, Ah. Joey. It's all magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so he, he he eats both of them off. <laughs> to be is continued, great. motherfucker. Yeah. Such a good to be continued. <laughs> so excited. Because Bruno's got this look of determination, and Prosciutto's got this look of panic because he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno drags him off the fucking train. What a great You want to talk about resolve, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> God. That is Every the- time I close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is the first time that it really got me in like a little bit. <laughs> uh, so did we talk about the new freaking you video? No, we haven't. Uh, they, oh. they updated the ending video uh, from the whatever it was before to uh, bad like CGI. Bad CGI. <laughs> it's very, it's very Phantom Blood. You know, uh, the... Yeah, the roundabout and the mm-hmm. blood and filling the. Yeah. yeah, there's like plants growing everywhere, and then like some weird CGI carved statue. God, weird. oh yeah, that so statue at the end is it. something else. <laughs> something bad. That 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 uh, that uh, 
uh, what do we call this? It's a mural carved in stone. It's a ba- bas relief. Uh, do you think it's pronounced bas relief, Victor? Bas relief. So, got it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called Pillarman. <laughs> yeah, they all turned into Pillarman. The end. Happy end. But Victor, yeah. I, I, do I really have to ask? How'd you like the episode? This is this is easily the best episode so far, and I think the next one's even better. So, <laughs> so far of this season, or uh, of Golden Wind, of Golden Wind. Yes, I agree about... with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm this super stoked for the next fight. This is real fucking half. good. How this are... is the best. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tim. How are they making me care about these stupid assassin characters? <laughs> How are they making me care about Pesci? Like, there's no good qualities in Pesci. I like I like the, the real turn Pesci has next episode. Oh, and I'm excited. Good. So excited for it. So I think this is easily the best episode of Golden Winner to Walk thus far. What about what does it rank on the Pantheon of JoJo though? It's pretty high, right? Uh, yeah, I think if you take fight. the if we take the three episodes together, it's got to be, like, top five stand fights, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, w- like what compares? Like, the Kira fight, maybe? The, like, Dio's Darby the Gambler, Headshot, the... Dio's World? Yeah. I, that might, I think those are, like, the only four in contention. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- there has to have been another really good one in Diamond, right? Right. That wasn't really what Diamond did. <laughs> like, I love Diamond. It was not about good stand fights. <laughs> Remember there was like a radio tower that was a stand? Yeah. An alien. And that guy with the paper, which is really cool, but like... The, the feet was cool, I guess. Cheap the what? trick. The feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Highway star. That's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um, um, sheer heart attack. Yeah. yeah, sheer heart attack was a good one. I don't think it's still in this quite as good as this, but I mean, you know, Love Deluxe was good. I actually do like Love Deluxe episode a lot. I do like Love Deluxe. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as good as this. I'm not sure. Uh, Chunkin' can... Boy. Consider... No, no. <laughs> no. Like you can consider Yukako a uh, stand fight. I, and that's it. Like, that wasn't really what Diamond was doing. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Okuyasu versus... <laughs> Digimora Brothers. Part no! Two. no! Part no. three. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Uh, where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalunas. That's Los underscore Grantalunas. You can find me, Tim, at Big Blue Zerum, where I'll be posting uh, nonsense, I suppose. Uh, I don't really find- have any... Yeah. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at TFWaffleMan. Uh, tweet at the podcast at JoeStarAllStars. Um, get your podcast episodes in useful places. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, JoeStarAllStars at Fireside.fm. If you want to catch me in another place uh, last week, I guess exactly a week ago by the time you hear this, uh, I made a guest appearance on my brother's podcast, Song vs. Song, and we discussed... Move Along and Ocean Avenue uh, by the All-American Rejects and Yellow Card, respectively. So if you want to take a listen to that, Song vs. Song podcast. Um, yeah, go go give it a listen. Yeah, for those of you who like Victor's Interstitials, somewhere in the same vein. 
And if you want to contact us, please feel free to send anything you want to joestarallstars at gmail.com. We read them. We love hearing from everyone. And we hope everyone actually enjoys the stupid, stupid thing that we put together every week. <laughs> really, we it, it tickles us pink just to have anyone who actually pays attention to this thing that we do that is extremely self-indulgent. <laughs> Incredibly self-indulgent. Uh, yeah. So if you like it, you know, tell a friend, leave a review, five stars, whatever. Uh, yeah, send something. Hang out in the Discord if you'd like. It's pinned on Twitter. I think that's everything, right? Wrong order, but there. Yeah, it's all there. Sure. Cool. I, I wasn't paying attention so anymore. Yeah, no one listens to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly just zoning out. Yeah, hey, how did you know I was disassociating? <laughs> <laughs> I can see my body right now. <laughs> <laughs> really? Can't you always see your body? Yeah, but not Holy from the fuck. ceiling. Holy fuck! Because <laughs> when you close your eyes, man, you're really just seeing your eyelids. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Why does anyone listen to us? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Good, good, goodbye, Joey. <laughs> you alright, Joey? No. No, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. This is Joe Star All Stars signing out for all of you bowling ball nerds out there. <laughs> Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. What would you because what would you put Barbie Girl against? Blue. Yeah. But but blue <laughs> knocks Barbie Girl out of the fucking water. Oh oh. Oh so I have, spicy. No, it's not that. even that spicy. <laughs> that seems like the the right matchup. No, absolutely not. I'm struggling to come up with what it would come up against, but blue <laughs> is far superior. In every way. Both of those songs are utter garbage. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, both of them are bad. Now, but like in listen a very up. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I would willingly listen to either again. I'm going to listen to them both right now at the same Simultaneously. Time. So Grant and Tim. Yeah. Uh, have you listened to Song vs. Song at all? No. Nope. Okay, so one of their big gag at the end is they right before they go to listener uh comments they do three questions well now it's four questions so officially four questions um it's like we 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 do these questions to kind of refocus ourselves crystallize our thoughts after you know just going way off the rails for an hour right and so first question is one of these songs has to be lost to history forever, and the other must live on in the brains of humans for perpetuity. Hmm. Right? Like, which song must go, which song must stay? Yeah, Barbie Girl or Blue. All right, we can do this right now. Sure. What's your vote? What's your vote? Oh, yeah, you get rid of Blue. That song's super weird. No, absolutely not. Uh, get rid of Barbie Girl. 
I, I think uh, if I, I have to listen to is... come on part Barbie, let's go party one more goddamn time. Ah, no, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's good. I say it. I'm saying I like it. I, I okay. Look, blue. I think is more important to the culture by itself. But Ooh, Barbie, you... wait, I'm sorry. Like, but Barbie girl actually set legal precedents in a lot of ways <laughs> <laughs> because Mattel tried to to sue them. So. <laughs> I I kind of like the weaponized mental poison that Barbie Girl can inflict on people. So I think I'd rather keep that around. Nobody it, likes Blue. I love Blue. No, nobody likes Blue. I, but I love like Blue. Blue is like significant <laughs> in and of itself because of like how dumb and stupid and weird it is. Like <laughs> again, so is Barbie Girl. But what's question two, Victor? Question two is you in, in can, our knockoff podcast. <laughs> you can you can be witness, a fly on the wall to the entire creation of one of these two songs. Damn it. Soup to nuts. Oh Barbie right. Girl. Barbie Girl. The one hundred percent. Including the music video if you so wish. <laughs> oh yeah. The Barbie music, Girl. Okay, the music video for Blue is Terrible CGI. The music video for Barbie Girl features such gems as... I, it's somehow Uncanny Valley with fucking real people. <laughs> this is what Aqua looks like. Yeah. These yeah. are real people. I I need to be on set with those frosted tips. No, I... <laughs> Can't believe you've actually pulled it in the other direction for me, Grant. I'd rather be just watching, watching the fucking music video render. Is this a Pulp War Mall Cop 2 reference? <laughs> In the Barbie Girl music video? That's amazing. Man, look how smooth his head is. I know. God, I'm jealous. Very, very smooth. Okay, question three is, Megan the Stallion is getting ready to go out for a night of hot girl shit. I'm sure. All right. Who's she is Megan going to get amped for some hot girl shit. Using one and only one of these songs. It's Barbie Girl. It's Which Barbie of these girl. songs is real hot girl shit? I don't know who this person is. <laughs> yeah, I don't either, actually. It's Barbie oh, Girl. No. I mean, uh, the answer is Barbie Girl, yes. But, yes, the answer is Barbie Girl. But it, I, you heard it here, folks. Barbie Girl is real hot girl shit. Now yeah. and forever. Okay. Also, I'm question. so out of touch, I have no idea who this person is. She's the, she, she's the other half of... of WAP with Cardi B. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the last question. The most important question, not just of this knockoff podcast, but maybe in all <laughs> of human history. Uh-huh. William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> myth, legend, toupee wear. Yeah. Singer? <laughs> Singer? Question uh-huh. mark? I, I, I say he's going to do a Shatner version of one of these songs. Barbie girl. Which song must be shat upon? I, th- I think I'm on blue for this. <laughs> There's oh. just so much. I'm blue. Daba dee, daba die. Daba dee, daba die. You know what? Daba dee, daba die. <laughs> but, but have you considered? This oh, whole world is blue. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Come oh, on, Barbie. Uh, let's uh, go yeah. party. You can undress me anywhere. Life's fantastic. <laughs> Plastic. This is. I think this is neck and neck. This I, one's I, I a little hard to, to, to suss out. I was actually more on uh, Team Barbie World, uh, Barbie World, but uh, I think Joey brought it around. I think it's neck and neck. 
I'm blue. <laughs> There's like two lines to that song. <laughs> no, no, the verses are really weird. Like, oh, it's on, not gotta... even sung anyway. Like, yeah. it's just it's weirdly it's like warbled yeah <laughs> i think you go with barbie girl just because there's more lines just a little <laughs> bit more lyric to it so you get a little bit Yo, more more sampling up. here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world <laughs> i have a girlfriend and she is so blue so blue so blue <laughs> <laughs> It's this spoken word poem. Yeah. <laughs> Does William Chatner know what singing is? <laughs> well, time to type into YouTube uh, William Shatner singing. All right, Victor, what does that mean? Who wins? You got our votes. Uh, we all lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. 